Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello? Is this thing? Is any anybody out there? Hello? Christopher Perry, what are you doing, my friend? Oh, Andrew Majorkirth. Are, oh. Is this the one and only? This is the one and only. Oh, God, I feel like I haven't seen you in about, I don't know, five, six months. It's been forever. I love this. What, what, are, what? are you just hanging out on Podcast Central? I am hanging out here in Podcast Central. Are you still in your basement? I'm still in the basement. Oh, boy. Just playing with the microphone and some headphones. You know what I think? Uh, oh. I think that means we're ready to do a podcast. What do you think? I'm ready to do a podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable, but not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. All right. Here we are. Man, I like that. That was a long time coming. We haven't heard that in a long time, have we? That That is long overdue right there, my friend. Wow. How the heck are you, Andrew? You know what? I am doing great. You do, wait, come on. Nobody's doing great. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I am Christopher Perry. I'm the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. That doing great voice, the guy who just lied to us, is Andrew Majorkirth, my very best friend in all the world. Um, the, the head cheerleader for the university of Oklahoma hockey team. And now you're the general manager for the Oklahoma hockey team. The head cheese, the head cheese. You're doing great. Why? Come on. You're nobody's doing great. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, no. Doing great here. I'm on, I'm doing a podcast tonight. Can you believe it? It's September 24th. We're doing this. The last time we did a podcast, I think Andrew was like in April. Yes. It it was a long time ago. We were wow. kind of touching on the end of the season there. Well, I've, I've missed you, Andrew. Yeah, you know, I've, I've missed you too. <laughs> I'm telling you what, we need to have a, uh, we need, we need to have some sort of, uh, little, we, we got to get together, you know, sometime and I know, I catch know. Up. We, we had all kinds of concerts planned this summer to go attend and oh. all kinds of ruckus to get into and yes, nothing. All of my concerts Nothing. have been, all of my concert attending has been uh, canceled and refunded. Um, with the exception of one, it's been uh, canceled, but not refunded yet. But uh, yeah, anyways, a lot of plans just went down the tubes for yes, us, us personally here in the podcast and also for the uh, WCHL and the ACHA. And I don't know, how's, how's life at the hockey rink? Life at the hockey rink is, uh, is kind of strange. It's... Slowly getting back to normal a little bit. The uh, our our guys are doing a little bit of skating on a couple days a week, so it's good to see the kids coming and going and having that camaraderie there and all that. So we're we're slowly getting back to some normalcy here. Well, it is it is strange days that we're in the middle of, and um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're we're getting close to the end. But I fear that we're in it for a little bit longer until we have a vaccine. Yep. So, well, Hey, let's, let's, let's update where, where things are. Um, uh, 
like I said, it's September, and usually around this time is when all of our teams are kicking off their season. But, alas, here, let me find my sad trombone. Are you ready? I know you love this so much. We used to call this Boomer Sooner. Um, <laughs> but, alas, nobody's playing hockey this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's so awful. I hate that. Yeah, it is. I think we were... I think this is the weekend we are slated to go uh, play uh, Lindenwood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the pandemic has caused all sorts of heck with with everybody's life, and anyone, anyone who's listening to us knows that um, because we're all suffering. Um, but uh, you know, for from the from a hockey perspective, it's just shut everything down, especially at the college club level. Yeah. Um, yeah, these, you know, teen, school has been in session now for what, probably about a month, I would say, three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah, say August 18th, somewhere along there is when they started, so. And usually that's when teams are, uh, you know, putting together their uh, training camps and figuring out their rosters and, you know, getting getting ready for uh, to play games. And this would be the weekend when, uh, you know, last weekend and this weekend would be the weekend when everybody gets going in, uh, yep. in, in earnest. And instead, we have nothing. Here, here we are. Here we are. All here we have, we and, it, and it's kind of a bummer, Andrew, because this was the season that we were expanding the Western Collegiate Hockey League from seven yes. teams. Uh, we were going to add, or we did add, three teams, uh, the University of Utah, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and Grand Canyon University, and we were going to... We were abandoning, or not abandoning, but we were shifting from our format, our traditional format of travel partners, and we were going to um, two five-team divisions. And so 2020-2021 was going to be kind of a, a new beginning for the Western Collegiate League with five teams on one side and five teams on another, and they're all kind of playing one another. Uh, and then Corona, COVID-19, kind of comes in and kicks us all in the butt. Yep. Yeah, watched it all out. I was excited to see the new teams in the league and see what they were going to bring. And yeah, here we are. Here we are. So um, the, the, what, what's going on? There are 72 teams in men's ACHA men's division one. And as we sit here today in late September, 58 of those 72 teams are not playing hockey during the fall 2020 semester. And that includes all 10 teams in the western collegiate league so that's kind of interesting i thought and i think i think a couple of the teams kind of went down kicking and screaming but yeah <laughs> well all 10 of us went down finally right all 10 of us went down finally that's right there is um you know the the sad part and i'm not don't want to i'm not going to get political um although i easily could um <laughs> th- that's a time for another another podcast um, the sad part is that there's no one unique strategy, right? And so right. because the ACHA is spread out all over 48 contiguous states in, uh, in mainland United States, we have 48, if not more, different plans or responses to the COVID-19 pandemic and as opposed to just one uniform response. Yeah. It's, I mean, what is there, 460 some odd teams in the entire ACHA? So, yeah, it's a lot of moving parts there. A lot of moving parts. And it it, it started off as a trickle in March and April. There were some teams that, uh, where their school said, um, no, you guys aren't going to play. 
and then really uh, once school, uh, once once the summer started to wind down and once school started to wind up for the fall 2020 semester, that's when things really uh, heated up in terms of the number of schools that were announcing, you know, their plans for fall 2020. Everybody was holding out for the longest time, hoping against hope that something would happen. Yeah, get get a break in the reprieve in it, but and it just didn't happen. So we no. we went from uh, you know 20, 25 schools that were sitting out 20, 20 or twenty five of seventy two. All of a sudden, next thing you know, we went to we boomed up to forty eight, and uh, then it went from you know over the next you know two weeks once school started up, it went from forty eight to where we're sitting at now. It's uh, Actually, I'm looking at it now. It was updated uh, today. We're now looking at 60 of 72. So there's only 12 teams that have said that they can play. Um, and uh, so obviously the 10 teams in the WCHL are out uh, for fall of uh, 2020. And let's look. I'm just going to scroll through the list here. We get a little inside info. Yeah, hopefully yeah. there's nobody that's bowed out for the spring already. Uh, you know what? There, I'm looking at it. And nobody has bowed out. Nobody at men's division one has bowed out for the spring. So here, here are the ones that are going to try to play. There are 12 of them. Iowa state, um, is having a restriction. Uh, so they're going to try to play with certain restrictions. Liberty, Liberty, of course, Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're, no change there. No change there. They're the, yeah. we, we can, we can rag on Liberty all we want. Andrew, I saw a text the other day. I thought it was curious. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. You know, Liberty Liberty gets ragged on because they uh, what they open up their school to in person classes in the middle of the pandemic, right? Yeah. And what, half the student body didn't show up. So, some a college football writer wrote, um, which will be the first uh, college football program to uh, be exposed as hiding positive coronavirus tests. And and uh, and why 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 will it be Liberty? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I just thought so. Okay, I thought that was cute. Okay, so Iowa State, uh, Liberty, um, Adrian College up in Michigan, but they're going to have restrictions. Calvin College, um, but I know that their restrictions are that they're only allowed to play teams that have the exact same um, coronavirus testing that they do. So good luck with that. Yep. Um, Minot State is going to make a run for it. Jamestown is going to make a run for it. I know that uh, in my B conference, Midland and Waldorf are going to try to make a run for it. Um, and then in the uh, upper, the, the the that WAC conference, the WHAC, there are four teams, Concordia, Ann Arbor, Rochester, Lawrence Tech, and Indiana Tech that are going to try to play. Yeah, uh, but that's it. So those are your twelve teams. Everybody else, if I didn't mention them, they're shut down for the fall. And everyone's hoping against hope that we're going to be able to play, uh, resume play again in January. How's uh, so? My question is, how's Iowa State going to get everybody to come in there and play them? You know, uh, those eleven other teams. How are they going to get them all to come there to play? That, that's. I think that's the wild thing. There are twelve teams. Liberty is one of them, right? Uh, yeah. They are the only, literally, the only team on the West Coast. I mean, I'm sorry, on the East Coast. And see, the COVID's already got me. I'm getting my geography all mixed <laughs> up. Liberty's the only one out there in the middle of nowhere that says they can play. Who? Well, that's all good and well. Who are they going to play? Yeah, who are you going to play? I mean, who's going to travel to Liberty? And is Liberty going to hop on a bus and go to Minot? Yeah, then you got budget and money-wise, like, yeah, is that even well, worth it? Yeah. So I, Iowa State, all these teams are going to, if they're going to play, they're going to play a limited number of games through the fall semester. 
Um, I know, for instance, uh, Midland and Waldorf, I think they have five or six games scheduled in the fall semester. So it's not normally the fall semester is where you get 60% of your schedule in and the spring you get the other 40%. Yeah, you get a little bit, yeah. And it's that's not going to happen. So um, I, I know, for instance, Midland, Minot, Jamestown, Waldorf, they all have games scheduled against one another. But they're, like I said, they're series of four or five. And Iowa State has been an add-on in there. I know that Jamestown is playing at, at Iowa State. I think it's next weekend, October the 2nd. I can see that. Jamestown, Minot State, those guys traveling down there. The- I, yeah, and Waldorf is in Iowa. Um, they play yeah. they play over the border in Albert Lee. Um, so I think they're going to do a home-and-home home with Iowa State. Uh, but it's it's not going to be a full-on regular season, you know, 20 games in the fall type of a thing. They're, they're only going to play a handful of games at most. Yeah. What a, what a, what a weird scenario, right? Yeah. yeah. And, hey, and we're hoping for a January 2021 restart um, to our season. And, you know, we're this podcast focuses on the Western Collegiate League and on um, on men's Division One, But, you know, it, it, this is impacting all the schools at all the other different levels in yep. uh men's division two there are 101 teams that are not playing at men's division three there's probably about 40 or so that are not playing at women's one 21 uh, of the 26 teams are not playing and at women's division two let's see here 32 out of the what's 32 and 14 46 so 32 are not playing in uh, in the fall and three are just shut down for the entire semester or the entire season. So there's wow. 35 out of 40, 46 that are down. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's rough. It's rough. And coronavirus is impacting the entire ACHA, uh, not just men's division one. So, yeah. but Hey, that's, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're hoping for a January, uh, you know, everyone's hoping that, that things will change and we'll be able to restart in, in January. Yeah, I know we're itching to get started here. Now, so what is Oklahoma doing? Is Oklahoma uh, practicing? Is Oklahoma playing games? Or are you just doing off ice type stuff? What's, tell us what you're uh, doing there, Master GM. So we are, yeah, so we're just doing some light practicing uh, a couple of days a week, nothing Nothing too intense, small groups, so we're not getting all all 25, 30 kids in the building at the same time. We're doing small, you know, 10, 11-man groups so we can still spread out in the locker room and not be next to each other and, and all of that. And, you know, just kind of taking this time to focus on on doing some skill work and, and kind of honing in on, on some of that stuff and getting prepared for January. Wild, wild, and uh, I, everyone's got to adjust. You know, there are new parameters that each school is imposing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I say imposing, but I don't mean it like it's a burden. They're they're requiring it so that everybody stays safe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know masking up is part of the policy and distancing in the locker room is part of the policy. And Yeah, yeah the school, they put forward. Of course, you've, you've seen some of the stuff that came through, but they've – They've put together a, a pretty good detailed packet of what they expect to to happen and all that, and and we kind of took that packet and and expanded on it a little bit because you know we talked about it and we we're like you know we're we're gonna kind of set the bar here and set the standard for for how we're gonna do it and how things should be done through this uh, pandemic and and really make make sure the school knows that we're being safe so when they when the powers that be sit down 
closer to January, they can say like, hey, you know, we know those guys at the hockey program over there have their stuff together and have been doing it right. You know, let's trust them and maybe let's let them play some games. So that's what we're banking on. Good, good. Well, I, I, yeah. I hope so. I mean, that's what we're all banking on, right? Yeah. We're all banking on that every, every team is doing the best they can to stay healthy and to keep uh, their kids safe and uh, so that we can play when we're once we're allowed to play. Yep. So, and we're all crossing, you know, we have January 1st as this magic date, but it's really, you know, January 8th or January 15th because January 1st is, uh, I think that's like a, the first Friday or something. That's unrealistic. No one's going to call yeah. their kids back in December. Yeah. No, we're going to. We're we're looking at January eighth, ninth, and tenth, I believe. Okay. To, to try to get started. Well, um, what we've done, uh, like I said, this was going to be an exciting time for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. We were going to have ten teams, um, five separate, uh, two divisions of five teams each. We had the schedule arranged uh, so that everybody would play twenty games. Uh, 12 games, 12 conference games, uh, and when I say 20 games, 20 conference games, 12 conference games in the fall, eight conference games in the spring. Um, everybody would play home and homes with their divisional rivals. And there would be one crossover road trip to the other division and one crossover home series with somebody from the other division. And that would get us 20 games. So, Using, let's say, Arizona State as the example, Arizona State would play home-and-home with U of A, Grand Canyon, UNLV, and Utah. They would go on a road trip to uh, someone somewhere on the East Division, and then they would have a home game series against someone else from the East Division. And we were going to do this on a five-year rotation. So basically, um, Arizona State would come to Oklahoma once every five years. Oh, Arizona State would come to Central Oklahoma once every five years, and Missouri State, Central Oklahoma, Oklahoma would go play the other opponents once every five years. So it was set up to try to keep um, um, travel and the expenses uh, down and more economical and, and still see a variety of uh, different opponents. Um, and, and unfortunately, the pandemic has gotten in the way of that. So yeah, wiped it out this year for us. Way to go there, 2020. <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez. Yeah, I was excited to see uh, what the league had in store for Nationals and all that because, you know, you look at it, out of the 10 teams, there's probably a – you could make an argument for anywhere from seven or eight of them that were going to be knocking on the door of Nationals, right? Yeah, well, I mean, look at the, at the most recent Nationals we can look at, which is, what, 2019 in Frisco, there was Arizona – um, Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, UNLV, Missouri State. There's five right there. Arizona yep. State was uh, the team, one of the teams that got bumped out. Yeah, they were right there on the door, yeah. not getting to get in. So, I mean, that's you know, uh, you know, half the conference right there was going to m- make the nationals field. So, yeah, it's kind of a uh, kind of a bummer, kind of a yeah. bummer. And so, what what's happened is the ACHA, in their infinite wisdom has uh, uh, recognized that most teams are going to be able to start their, hopefully going to start their season in January. So what they've done is uh, they've done two things. They pushed Nationals back. Nationals was, for, for this upcoming season, Nationals was going to be in late March at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts, which is just, uh, it's, it's closer to Worcester, but it's outside of Boston. It's suburban Boston. 
And um, what they did was they pushed the Nationals back three weeks. So now it's going to be held, I believe it's the weekend of like April 18th. Um, I'll have to look at a calendar, but it's the middle week. You know, here, I'm going to get to a calendar really quick so I can talk with some. Here it is. It's April the 15th through the 20th was when it was supposed to happen, uh, which would include April the 18th. Woohoo! So um, uh, that's when Nationals has been pushed back to in Boston. Um, and that would allow, by doing that, that allows uh, teams that start in January to have three extra weekends where they can play some more games. Uh, because right now, if you play, if you just start playing, if we, it, if the ACHA had just kept everything in late March, teams were only going to be able to play, I think it was four weekends in January and four weekends in February, and boom, you're off to nationals. And that's yeah, eight. It had been, been quick. Yeah, and so this way, we're you know they're trying to extend the season a little bit, um, give you three extra weeks to get something done, and it's not it it, it helps out at men's division one, uh, but it really helps out at the lower divisions where they have regionals. Yeah, uh, because you know men's division one, we can just play games up until the time of uh, yeah. you know just whatever. Keep, just keep rolling. Yeah, almost up to nationals. Whereas these other divisions, you know, they have their regional playoffs uh, to decide who's going to nationals. They have them like three weeks before nationals. So holy smokes, um, you know, they would l- literally be playing their, their regionals in the middle of February or at the you know, first or second, uh, second or third weekend in February. And if we ever, if everybody starts in January, you're playing two weeks of hockey and then two weeks later you're in regionals and that's no good. Regional. Yeah, that's no fun. So nationals has been pushed back from March to April um and right now it's uh you know let's let's call it what it is it's uh scheduled to be in boston at the new england sports center uh all five divisions all 72 teams from april 15th through the 20th um however we're living in the days of the pandemic right (laughs) yeah so let's be realistic andrew what you you give me a percentage here what percentage chance do you give that we're going to have 72 teams from all five divisions in one location in April in Boston? I'm going to probably say a zero if, <laughs> if, we, if, if we don't see a reprieve in some of this right now, right? <laughs> I think you're pretty good. Yeah. I would. I, yeah. Thought, I thought you were going to give me like a 0.0001 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You're going to give me something yeah. smart-alecky like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I. yeah, it's... I think we're. I think that's a pipe dream right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's looking, and so we're 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 planning. I can tell you that men's division one is kind of planning on. We we have a plan B. Uh, I, I think that's. I'm not going to say it's in place, but it's been discussed. We've had some. We've had some whiners out there. Oh um, uh, yeah. You also have some uh, fans of Plan B too. I know that. <laughs> Well, plan, plan B is, um, and, and it wasn't my idea, it was actually the idea of uh, Men's Division One Commissioner Brian Moran, who I give him a hard time, but he's a, he's a smart cookie. He's been around for a while. He knows what he's doing. Um, what are we not supposed to do, Andrew, during this pandemic? We are not supposed to gather in... Large groups of people. There you go. So the plan, or plan B, as it's been proposed... We got to call it something other than Plan B because that kind of sounds like the you know the pregnancy thing. Yeah. Um, we got to call it the al- an alternative plan. There you go. Um, 
yikes. I don't want to seem like it's the morning after pill or something. <laughs> uh, not that I know anything about that. But hey, yeah. that's a whole other story. Story for a whole other yeah. podcast. Boy. Um, but uh, it's we have nine conferences at Men's Division One uh, and in a group of independents. So the thought was, well, let's just take the conference winners. And you know, it's an unusual year for uh, due to COVID nineteen. So let's have an unusual uh, nationals event and let's just take the conference winners. And every conference would have a playoff tournament. And uh, the independents would get together to have a, a, a playoff tournament, and we would only bring 10 teams to a more centralized location, something St. Louis, maybe, probably, most likely, um, you know, maybe a Chicago, maybe somewhere else, but I, I'm thinking St. Louis. Um, and uh, uh, that would allow us to have a season, and that would allow us to... Um, uh, have a, a nationals event and, yep. um, you know, without, you know, in, in what it, it would abide by certain, uh, you know, gathering guidelines, you know, for the local municipality that's, uh, yeah. they're not going to allow, I mean, think about it. 70, 72 teams with what an average of, let's say 20 people on a team in, and I'm, yeah. I know men's division ones are bigger, but you know, the lower divisions are smaller. So let's say 20, that's 1400 people in the same place. Oh. Easily, easily. You know, oh. If, if not more. Yeah, on like five or six ranks. So 1,400 people, they don't want that. We're, no, we're supposed don't. to, what, keep things down to 50 or under? Yeah, I I like, you know, I like the idea of the Boston trip. It would be cool to see all that, 72 teams going at it at one time. That would be that would be interesting to watch. But in, in today's day and age with where we're at, you know, there's a lot of teams that can't afford to make it out to Boston, you know. Yep. yep. Cuz there's a, there's a lot of teams that are in, that are probably in our same position that you, know, you you can't go out and do sponsorships and and a whole lot of stuff like that cuz what are you selling right now? So yeah. I mean no so, one's no one's going to bars, no one's going to restaurants. No, no. So all those guys that you normally get your sponsors from, they don't have money, so they don't have the money to give you. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of budgets that are affected by all this. So yeah, I think it's a pipe dream of Boston at this point in time. I had uh, I had suggested maybe doing a, a regional format, you know, divide men's division one. There's 72 teams, divide them in half, 36 for the east, 36 for the west, and you just declare, you know, Pittsburgh. If you're, we, we, I, I could divide the ACHA men's one by uh, either teams or by conferences, and if you're part of the top 10, um, on this side, you go to a regional format in Pittsburgh. And if you're in the top 10 on the other side, you go to a regional format that would be played in, let's say, Oklahoma or Denver. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the winners, we could have, uh, you know, I, I, I had suggested, um, you know, we can just have, uh, we can have top four, you know, come out to go play at a national format in Boston. You know, so do like a Frozen Four. We could do a top two. And they can just, you know, have a one game to win it all. I actually suggested that we follow uh, baseball and softball's format. And if we're only going to do two, then have them go play a best two out of three. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, that also, there, with those uh, uh, with those suggestions came concerns about, you know, quality of play. Are we going to be able to balance things fairly? What do we do with uh, computer rankings? What if you know some teams play a hundred games and some teams only play a handful of games? 
And um, that's the beauty, I think, of the alternate plan, which you know basically says regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, this is an unusual year, so we're going to have an unusual format. Regular season doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the computer rankings. Uh, if you've played six games or 600 games, just make it to your playoff. And if you win your playoff, boom, you're in. It's that you're simple. In. Yep. I like the, I like the idea of the playoff. And it makes, um, and it, and it basically makes each playoff its own separate regional. Um, and you know, people are going to be fighting for their lives. And now it will, it would absolutely 100% stink for a conference like the Western Collegiate League where we were just running through it. Five teams normally make it to nationals. Yeah. And then boom, you're, you're down to one team. Now we're down to one, but you know what? That means that that playoff, if we were to have one, is just going to be be killer. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, that has yet to be, uh, resolved. We still have time. Um, there's a, uh, there's one team out East that is, um, not a fan of that alternative plan. And, of course, because um, Boston's just around the corner from them, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I won't say the name uh, of the team, but it rhymes with Rony Rook. And, um, <laughs> you know, they're, um, they're in a conference with the number two team in the nation last year, Liberty, and their concern is they won't be able to beat the number two team in a winner-take-it-all playoff. So Sorry, Sorry about your luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles as I see it. Um, the Western Collegiate right. League is, this isn't ideal, um, but, um, you know, if we were forced to have a playoff, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it. The Central States League has a playoff, and, you know, usually all five teams from the Central States League go. Um, the Great Lakes League had three teams last year, Adrian, uh, last year being 2019 in Frisco, Adrian Davenport and to, was it Michigan Dearborn? Dearborn. Dearborn, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is Dearborn in that league? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were, they were at the time. And so now they're, um, you know, so yeah, it would, it would stink for everybody, but, uh, anyways, they're special up there in the Northeast and they need to have things their way. And they're also very loud. Yeah. It sounds like they're just wanting a participation trophy to me. That's exactly right. So, uh, so, Hey, but Andrew, that leaves us with a problem. What's that? We I see no problem here. We don't have a playoff in the Western Collegiate League. Well, that, that slouchy commissioner better get uh, get on his gears and get something planned. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a quick break, and then let's maybe we can address that, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you have something up your sleeve. Uh-oh. Hold on. We'll see. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. that sounded good didn't it that is awesome right there i'm telling you what that that makes you want to go to the ice and just go watch guys skating around in circles uh, oh, okay maybe not that makes me want yeah, to go watch yeah. a game <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what guys you're wanting to watch in circles but i'd rather go watch a hockey game <laughs> well, that's a whole nother podcast there chris yeah oh boy yeah. 
We're learning a lot, aren't we? This yeah, pandemic we are, has yeah. hit me the wrong way. Yeah, holy moly, what happened to Chris that I knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're, we, we've got a problem, Andrew, and let's solve it right here. Um, the Western Collegiate League does not have a playoff. Usually we send um, the auto bid to Nationals goes to our regular season champion. Um, but uh, we've got, we found ourselves a solution. And if we're going with the alternative plan, and I think that's where we're going, um, we're the Western Collegiate League for this season. If we're able to play this season, will indeed have a playoff. Oh boy! It's going to be the uh, the weekend that we were supposed to be playing in March. We we're supposed to have nationals, so that would be March. What's that? Nineteen? No, 25, 20, uh, 26, 27, and twenty-eight. Yep, I was going to say right there at the end of March, right? Yep. And um, are you ready? I wish we had a drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? I don't even. I don't know. I don't, let me look at my stupid. Surely, surely we do. Oh, you know what? Here, you know what? You know what I have? That's as close to a drum roll as we're going to get right now. <laughs> I like I, it. I need to find a drum roll though. But uh, the the WCHL playoff this year will be um, at the Ice Den in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh boy! It's going to be hosted by the University of Arizona, Arizona State University, and Grand Canyon University. Um, there were three other uh, programs or three other bids that put in, four other programs that bid for them. Your program, along with UCO, put in a top-quality bid to host yep. it here in Oklahoma. Missouri State and Utah also uh, sought the playoff. And uh, the commissioner in his um, eh, the commissioner had a very tough decision, and um, but had to make a decision. And ultimately it was uh, deemed that um, Arizona – was uh you know we're we're gonna go play our tournament at the uh, ice den in Scottsdale. I know that's a uh, I know that's a really nice rink out there. It is. It's where the um, uh, Arizona Coyotes practice. Um, yep. The Arizona State used to play out of that place before they moved down to the luxurious confines of Oceanside. Um, and it's uh, it's it's very nice. It has a uh, last I remembered it had a gigantic pro shop it had a nice little restaurant in there a huge coffee shop a coffee bar yep, yep. they've got a killer uh, killer pro shop yep the, uh, I know they've built the third rink in the back since I was there last and I think what's the uh, I'm sitting here trying to trying to think I'm drawing a blank the uh, Asian figure skater back from the early 90s that won a lot of stuff um, oh, what is her name Christy Yamaguchi yeah, Christy Yamaguchi. I think that's the rink that she. I think that's her home rink that she trains out of. Really? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take your word on that one. I don't keep up with figure skating, Andrew, but I will take your word on that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a well-rounded individual here. <laughs> You're a man of the world. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All oh, right. Well, maybe we can put in a uh, special request to have Christy Yamaguchi come and uh, drop the puck for uh, before the Oklahoma game, just for you. There you go. She can come out and uh, do a triple sow cow and then drop the puck and give you the finger and skate off the ice. There you go. I'm in. We had to, uh, so that was, um, that was the, actually that was the last decision that we had to make was the location. We had to come up with a, a format. What was the format we were going to use for the playoff? And, um, you know, I put it to the coaches basically, you know, do we want to have, just the top it's it's pandemic season do we just want to have the, the the top team from each division meet somewhere and uh you know play a best two out of three do we want to have 
the top two teams, the top three teams, and we ultimately decided that it would be the top four teams from each division would go to the playoffs. So if you are the last team in your division, you will not be going to the playoff. And the format will be on Friday. We're going to have four games. Um, they, uh, and, and I don't have times, obviously, but the format will be uh, East. Um, I'm going to say East 1. So the first seed in the East side will play the fourth seed on the West side. Yeah. So it'll go East 1 versus West 4, East 2 versus West 3, East 3 versus West 2, and East 4 versus West 1. Right. Then we'll have the winners um play on um, on the following uh on the on the saturday so those ga- those will be games on friday uh we'll have uh, the w- four winners play games on saturday and then the championship game will be on sunday afternoon and the winner of that game will get the um, opportunity hopefully to go play uh nationals um wherever it may be. I'm again, I'm kind of thinking St. Louis, it might be somewhere else, you know, Springfield, Illinois might pop in there, but it's going to be somewhere centrally located as my would be my guess. That's a good thing. You don't have anybody wanting participation trophies in this league. No, my, no, uh, no, 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 no. We don't my, do that. We play to win. My, yeah. My, those two teams that are going to be left out in the cold, you know, <laughs> well, it's good. It's a good thing. So those Eastern teams aren't in this league, right? Yeah, isn't that the truth? Boy, can you imagine <laughs> a bunch of whiners? Oh, totally. Bunch of just go win. Just you know. Yep. I, I subscribe, and and this is this is old, and this is going to date me, and it's going to uh, place me geographically. But when I was in college, Billy Tubbs was the head coach of the Oklahoma basketball team, and his he would run up the score on people, and people would complain all the time, and he would say, "You don't want me to score 150 on you. Get better." Get better. Yeah. You, know, you 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 don't want to. Uh, you're upset that there's only one team that's going to the playoff, um, or that your team's not good. That we're all not going. We'll get better. Get better. Show up to win. Yeah. Right. I mean, so uh, so that's. I guess that's the big news here from the podcast is we are going to have a playoff this this season. Um, it'll be at the Ice Den Scottsdale in late March. Um, we're, we'll be fighting, um, I, I know that the good folks at Arizona, Arizona state and Grand Canyon are dealing with hotel issues right now. Um, because that's also the same time for spring training and hotels, uh, uh tend to fill up fairly quickly. And so they're securing, uh, uh blocks of rooms and, uh, decent rates, uh, you know, to get them early now so that, uh, because yeah, all the snowbirds, yeah, well, come Christmas time, that's when all the snowbirds figure out baseball is going to be playing in March, and let's go warm up, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we want to give teams the opportunity to um, to book their book some hotel stuff uh, early uh, and get down there. So yeah, it should be uh, should be should be interesting. And hey, who knows if 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 um, it, people enjoy a playoff? We haven't done a playoff at all because geography is not our friend in this conference. Yeah, that's only downside. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, if but if people are really up for it, I'd put it up. I'd let the coaches decide if they're if if they want to make this thing an annual thing, then fine. If not, I'm happy to go back to uh, just having the regular season conference uh, winner getting the auto bid and uh, having five or six teams go to nationals. And quite honestly, that's kind of where I see it going back to. Yeah, I mean, it's if you had a if you had a conference that you know you sent one or two teams annually to nationals that's one thing right but yep. if you have a if you have a league like ours where you know we could potentially send six seven eight teams to nationals why why dilute it yep. down that much by just sending one right i agree i agree 
I agree. So I, so this could be a, a one-time only, a, a one-trick pony, a, a one-off, the first and last WCHL playoff in March 2021 at the Ice Den in Scottsdale, Arizona. I can I can hardly wait. It's going to be a weekend of good hockey, that's for sure. I know that there's a Portillo's out there in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that crazy lady who was on that Gordon Ramsay show, Amy, uh, whose husband yells at everybody, and they ban people. Um, I know that she has a restaurant out there in Scottsdale. I'm sure it's right around the corner from the Ice Den. Um, and I know there's going to be some sunshine and some great hockey. So I might. I might find a swanky steakhouse and make the commissioner of the league buy me dinner one night out there. <laughs> that guy's a cheap <laughs> SOB. You better watch out. Yeah, I'll be getting yeah. gas station hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Tornadoes right off the roller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll have to tell everybody you're the bus driver. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you can get them for I'm, free. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. <laughs> Well, hey, we've got some other uh, stuff uh, going on in the, in the conference and in the in the league. Um, let's just roll through them really quick. Even though there are no games being played, Missouri State is doing something pretty cool. Um, and they're broadcasting some games on YouTube. They're having what they call their Coaches Cup. And they have uh, four teams uh, comprised of players from their Division One and Division Three programs in each coach. So Jeremy Law has a team, Team Law. Cliff Cook, the assistant coach, has a team, Team Team Cook. Then there's Team uh, Blevins and Team somebody else. I forget the name. Um, uh, but uh, they're they're playing uh, two game. They're playing two games a week. Each team is playing once a week. It's kind of a round robin little tournament. And I think they have a cheesy little trophy or something that they're playing for. Um, but that's going on. So if you're wanting to get your hockey Jones. Uh, check out Web Sports Radio on YouTube, and um, uh, they're they're doing that. I think it's like every Tuesday, and it was Tuesday, Wednesday, but then I saw a Tuesday, Thursday type format. So yeah, I was gonna say I can't remember last. I thought I saw something come across today that they were that they were playing maybe. Yeah, and I you know honestly I think that's kind of ingenious because it turns out to be uh, basically an extended tryout. Yeah, um, you, you know, so it's it's pretty smart, I think. Yeah, you can see what you got, and and you also keep the interest of the kids peaked, right? That's keep the interest. No, there's nobody in the stands, but uh, lots of people watching, and you know the folks at Missouri State, Stan Melton and uh, Ryan Armstrong and Jeremy Law, they they've got it going on. Of course, they've got sponsors for this, uh, you know, COVID tournament that they're putting on. Yeah. Uh, so it's the the coaches' cup. It's it's pretty slick. So uh, if you're if you're jonesing for some hockey. Um, there it is. It's, you know, Missouri state's plan. I know the ACHA is getting underway tomorrow. Uh, in some respects, I think Midlands women's division one team is hosting the women's division two team from North Dakota state. And that's on Friday, September the 25th. And that'll be on, uh, the Midland university athletics broadcast. You can find that. You can just Google Midland university athletics and they'll pull it up, uh, they they broadcast all of their uh, all of their games. Uh, they're they're doing something where no they're not allowing any visiting fans. Um, no students are allowed to the games, and only two family members per player are allowed into the arena. Huh. Yeah, so it's uh, so that should be interesting. So there's there's a little bit of hockey. If you're not enjoying the Edmonton and the Toronto bubbles, Toronto's over. I know, and we're in the middle of the finals with Dallas and Tampa, but. If that's too good of a hockey for you and you'd rather watch some college <laughs> club hockey, there's a little bit out there on uh, on the internet that you can find. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's the the Missouri State thing's pretty cool. I've been keeping up with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, not I haven't watched any of the games, but just following them on along on Twitter and stuff like that. They've done they've done a pretty good job with it. I watched I've watched a couple of games. It's been uh, it's been kind of fun. They've been yeah, Team yeah, Law. The one the one the first game I saw Team Law got blown out and I thought, "Oh, Jer- <laughs> Jeremy needs to, needs oh, to start coaching here." So Yeah. But no, it's a good and it's a good way to keep the and that's the one thing we discussed is how are we going to keep the interest level here? Yep. With the kids for the next couple months while we're just sitting around doing nothing. So, yeah, yeah we put a little plan together, but yeah, they've they've done a good job up there with it. They have. They have. We have some issues going on at Boulder. Um, Boulder is, um, because of the pandemic, they're not putting their ice in at the CU Rec Center. So um, the Buffaloes are normally used to playing all their home games on campus. And there are three division uh, ACHA teams that play out of that rink, uh, men's one, men's two, and women's one. And they're all, if they're going to play this year, they're going to have to look for alternate ice. And I know that uh, Benny Toller with uh, Colorado is trying to find some alternate ice. Um, probably going to look at the sports stable in Superior, um, but that's that's thrown us that that's a, a, another monkey wrench that COVID has thrown us. Yeah, and then up in the fort, um, uh, Cam the Ram reports to me that um, <laughs> the CSU men's Division One team is uh, still searching for a head coach. So oh. yeah, uh, um, there was. Uh, uh, I, I guess they, they parted ways, uh, and I'm sure it was amicably. I haven't delved into the whys or the what fors, but I understand their former coach Joel Weeks and uh, CSU have uh, gone, you know, taken divergent paths. And um, CSU, last I knew, they were talking to somebody who um, uh, they were talking to a gigantic name in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I guess you could say. Oh boy. Somebody who's familiar with Colorado um, and Colorado hockey and ACHA and someone who's brought a team back from the depths of nowhere to top 10 recognition. Uh, but then, you know, COVID is in the way. And why is a yep. why is someone going to leave a cush job where you're getting paid, you know, high five, low six figures for maybe not even playing this fall? So yeah, CSU is going to have to... Uh, you know, I don't know if they're still going to pursue that fellow or not, but uh, they're going to have to. Um, uh, they're going to have to find a solution if they're going to play this season, and then maybe they can. Once we get a vaccine, and once we all get back to semi-normal, maybe they can go back and uh, talk to this uh, superstar that might be returning. Yeah, yeah, that would that would stink. Trying to go through this without a coach to kind of yeah head up the head up to steer the ship in the right direction, right? Yep, that would stink. That would stink. And then uh, obviously we've got issues out in Arizona with, um, you know, they share their building with the Roadrunners. And uh, who knows what the Roadrunners are doing? Who knows what their parent team, the Arizona Coyotes, are doing? Yep. Um, you know, there are rumors uh, that you see. I, I haven't heard them, I've just seen them on the internet. Rumors that the Coyotes might be uh, looking at Houston. And um, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a relative who lives in Houston, and he's kind of excited about that. Yeah, they, uh, Houston's so. always had a Houston's always kind of been a underlying hockey town. The uh, with the arrows and all that there. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, who knows if the American League is even going to play this year, um, or when they're yeah, going to play? I know they're. I think they're right now. I think they're slated for December. 
really to to get started yeah well, hey we'll see we'll see what happens i know the um the NHL is talking about possibly getting going again in December, but there's also talk that maybe it won't be until after the new year. Yeah. So, and I know the Western Collegiate League, with how we, um, I guess the other part of the news that goes with us, if since we're only playing a conference-only season, um, or since we're only going to be playing in January, we're only going to be playing conference-only games. So the way I've set the uh, schedule up for all the Western Collegiate League teams is to play in January, but to everybody plays a home-and-home with the folks on their side of the uh, conference. So Oklahoma has a home-and-home with Central, with Missouri State, with uh, Colorado and Colorado State, and that's it Yep. before we go to our playoff. Yep, and then just make the one trip out for the playoffs and – Hopefully go to nationals, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, that's that's the way, and, and I can tell you that's the way all the conferences have uh, have done it uh, in the ACHA. Everyone's gone to a conference-only season, so there's no crossover, and that's why, again, getting back to the alternative plan, that's why that's so good because that cross-pollination is what helps the computer ranking differentiate between a 22-1 and team in the Western League versus a 22-1 and team in that crappy New York conference. Um, you know, the Western League plays teams that New York Conference just beats up on little kids, you know, in crosswalks. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, we, we don't have to worry about that, though, with this. Yeah. The, the other thing that'll be fun is the, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do uh, a playoff for the um, independent teams. That's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, because they're really, f- there are six independent teams, right? That crappy New York League kicked out. Cornell and SUNY Cortland. So they're independents, but they're not going to matter. And then you have Toledo, Alabama, Jamestown, and Minot. So just thinking about that geographically, Andrew, where would you hold your your a playoff? Yeah, what do you do? Because then you've got... Hello, hello. Special yeah. guest appearance. Yeah, the somebody's setting firecrackers off in the neighborhood and the dog's getting ready to lose her mind here. Tell your daughter to put the fireworks down. She's supposed to be, <laughs> she's supposed to be in bed, right? That's right. Juvenile yeah. delinquent. Come on. Yeah. She's out terrorizing the neighborhood. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So, cause you got what you got Jamestown, Minot, Toledo, and, you, and then Alabama. Toledo and Alabama. Yeah. So where do you, you know, if you're those teams, do you meet up somewhere in the middle and try to play or, yeah, do you, you do know, a Chicago? Do yeah, what do you do? That's yeah, weird. Me, me personally, this is just me. And remember, I'm crass and I don't have any class or anything. I would tell Toledo and Alabama, don't bother. And I yeah. would tell Minot and Jamestown to play a best two out of three and the winner goes to nationals. Yeah, because really those are the two yeah. national-bound teams out of that whole thing. Are you, are you, are you, realistically, are you going to ask Alabama or Toledo to spend money to go to, like, say, a Chicago or a St. Louis just to get – their butt kicked so that Minot yeah. and Jamestown can play one another again. Yeah, it's I, I kind of agree with you that you know those those guys need to come to an agreement. But yeah, I think the agreement should be that Jamestown and and uh, Minot are the two national bound teams. Let those guys duke it out and send the top team. So COVID has also messed with some eligibility issues. We don't really need to go into that, but just know that they're you know kids that are that were in school. I mean, we're not playing, so um, it's, it's yeah, it's it's messed with some eligibility issues, which is causing some headaches for uh, the administrators. But hey, that's why we're getting paid the big bucks, right? 
that's why we get paid the big bucks. Over the summer, uh, the ACHA switched its website provider from Point Streak to Intergrass. Um, uh-huh. It was unexpected. Um, in, in by by unexpected, I mean the timing. We had expected to have uh, a smooth. What do they just say now with the president? A peaceful transition of power. Yeah. Um, we had expected that. Unfortunately, um, the folks at Point Street just turned the switch off and said, see you later. And so we had yeah. to scramble, Integras, uh, put something up, and it's a it's right now a work in progress. It's not anywhere near uh, done, and it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's the bane of my existence, but I'm... I'm Pretty close. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 deeply involved in it, and un- unfortunately, <laughs> it's 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 causing me more headaches than I than I than I need. I know that you have some experience with the good folks at Intergrass, and would probably like yes, to uh, do. do a testimonial for them. <laughs> I don't think you want my testimonial, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're 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 a good. Uh, Intergrass is a good company out of Orlando, Florida. Um, they do the. Um, They've they, they do the websites for USA Hockey and a lot of the uh, national governing bodies for Olympic sports, cycling, tennis, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they they're the back end um, uh, people that we use for our registration purposes. So it made sense to try to uh, integrate the front end and our stats side, our scoring system into the, with USA hockey and the registration that they have. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, but right now, so, so that's where, that's why Intergress was chosen, but it's kind of a mess and we're getting there. It's a work in progress. Luckily uh, uh, COVID-19 is here. I guess there's a silver lining to the pandemic which is um, we can use this fall semester as a test run yeah. before the yes. everyone gets going in the spring. Yes, because Point Street kind of did the same thing to us as they did to you guys. They just shut the switch off and said, "See you later." Yeah. So now, now, we've, now we've got a big what is it a four hundred four error code when you go to our website right now, and it's <laughs> where it is what it is. You know, that's what I told the boys. It is what it is. We'll get. It. We'll get the new website figured out and, and get it live when we do and, and roll from there. Yeah, it's uh, it, but it, it's it's a pain in the butt. It's it's a pain in the butt. It, it is. I would like to, I would like to put a mask on it and wash its hands, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's a stupid website. Can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So so Andrew, get there. what what else have you been doing to stay busy here over the summer, except for uh, uh, you know, scaring your dog with fireworks? Yeah, other than scaring the dog with fireworks, the uh, I've done a I've done a bunch of woodworking this during the COVID pandemic. Oh geez, Poli- so, polishing a lot of wood, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, polishing, yeah, polishing a lot of wood. If you want to say that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other yeah. podcast right there. Yeah, we've got like ten podcasts we spun off of this thing tonight. <laughs> well, you did, not me. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so you're doing a whole lot of woodwork. Yeah, a lot of woodworking out in the garage. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and mowing a lot of, mowing lots of grass. I just had a, I was mowing my grass again tonight, and I told the lady when she walked by, she said, "You only got a couple more weeks," and I said, "Well, I've been doing this since March because I was bored, and I'm done with it already." And oh my gosh! Yeah, she kind of laughed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Built, uh, yeah, built built quite a bit of furniture for uh, the house for my wife oh, since really? we've been shut down. So yeah. Wow! Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in the process of uh, 
of building a new king size bed for the master bedroom for right now. So whoa, you're gonna have a wooden mattress. I am. Or is it just a frame? Uh, just a frame and headboard and all that. But yeah. Are you gonna build like a sleigh, a sleigh type, or is it gonna be something that's like carved and magnificent? Oh no, no carving here. No carving. Okay. So we're we're very we're very trendy here at the at the Mage Girth House, you know. So it's got to be it's got to be the farmhouse style right now. So. Oh, so it'll have oh, yeah. it, it'll have it'll have barn style doors on the side of it. Oh yeah, yeah, barn the barn look to it. So yeah, that's mm. that's what I've been that's what I've been doing to stay busy. Lucky you, lucky you, yeah, Good lucky me. Well, I've been uh, I, I'm not much in the way of a TV type of a watcher. Um, if by choice no, for me, it's normally whatever's live, whatever's on. And, uh, but my son and my daughter have, uh, uh, let me know that it's proper to binge watch things. <laughs> and, uh, so one of them, uh, turned me on to some shows that were on HBO max, which is a oh. service I'd never heard of, but I'd, uh, watched, I've watched two seasons of succession um oh, which that is, show drives me up the wall oh you know after about the first the first episode was great and then after about the third episode i just turned to my son actually he's he lives in houston he's the one who's excited about maybe hockey coming and uh i said to him is is all the show about is just people messing people over you know oh, is, totally. that, is that what this i mean because that's going to get old really quick and he goes oh trust me it gets better and, oh, it, and that, it, it did. It did. I enjoyed it. We we watched about four episodes, and and the, the, it just pissed me off so bad I quit watching it because I'd be I'd be so irritated at the end of it. I just couldn't stand it anymore. Well, we uh, uh, we 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 got all the way through two seasons. Um, I've also he also suggested that we watch Watchmen, um, which I That's, I found was very very good. I I'm, hadn't seen that one yet. I'm not normally a comic book uh, type. I mean, I, I dig Marvel and DC and all that junk, you know, the stuff that's what I grew up with when the comics, but I'm not, you know, the Watchmen comic was more after my time and I saw the movie when it came out years ago. And, uh, but this, uh, the, the limited series that was on HBO max was pretty good. And then there's, you know, I, I get to watch a little bit of Amazon prime. I, I have my wife, uh, you know, she's found a bunch of dumb, stupid TV shows that, uh, <laughs> happen to be on when I happen to be sitting around there was one called yeah. travelers that i i don't get but it's kind of a science fiction type of a thing and then uh huh. there's an all or nothing uh on amazon prime which is i think is just great all or nothing um it's an inside look at some teams it's kind of like um the hard knocks uh yeah. for nfl um but this is the hard knocks for like the english premier league or from the uh, australian huh. rugby league or some other things so it's kind of those you know i always enjoy those behind the scenes type things yeah we've so. we've got we've been watching uh yellowstone really yeah we've been we've been watching that off and on how's that's, that that's that's pretty good it's entertaining all right yellowstone yeah yeah yellowstone i think you got to have what is it the paramount network or the peacock app Oh geez, yeah. So it's another one, another service you have to pay for. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be doing a whole lot of that, but because uh, I, I I I already have, I think I have way too many, you know, so way too much stuff, you know, with Netflix and Hulu and Apple TV and HBO Max. You're like, come on, you know, do I really yeah. need CBS All Access? Do I really need Peacock? Do I? Yeah, you guys are yeah. killing me. It's it's you know, death by a thousand razor blades, right? 
Oh, it's still cheaper because we we cut cable, so we just do we just do all streaming now. So it's still cheaper to pay the ten bucks a month for each one of those than to pay the stupid cable company. So yeah, I guess, I guess. All right, so yeah. so very good. All right, Andrew. Well, I think we're uh, um, we, we might just get back on this horse, and now that we're getting close to the season, maybe we'll keep doing a regular podcast. What do you think? We are, we are. Maybe we uh, maybe we start interviewing some coaches around the league maybe and uh yeah see what see what they're up to and how they're handling this and how they're steering their programs right now and and yeah get a, kind of get a pulse of the league you've got a new head coach there at the university of oklahoma which we can uh that, that's kind of interesting his inaugural season is getting off to just a wonderful start yeah yeah <laughs> we're we're really starting this thing with a bang aren't we yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe we can get some folks from the acha on there um probably put in a good word or two and get some folks so yeah maybe we should try to get uh the the d1 commissioner brian moran (laughs) (laughs) we could we could yeah he he may not talk a whole lot but it might just be you and i talking (laughs) with him listening but at least he'd be there yeah well we'll, uh, you know what i'll put for you andrew i will put in a special request to the commission himself there you go, because I think we we spoke with Mr. Barnett, the executive director, last season. So he's he yeah. he always likes to talk. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be good to get Mr. Brian Moran on the on the podcast with us. Yeah, we can get some other folks going. Maybe we can uh, talk to the folks in uh, Utah and Vegas and uh, Grand Canyon and introduce them to the Western Collegiate Hockey League folks as well. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be yeah, because that's voices that are. Faithfuls have never heard, so yeah, get those guys on here and and pick their brands, right? I know you wanted to say a sh- special shout out to some of your faithful listeners. Yes, who did we talk about? Lee Tyner up there in Edmond. He's a faithful listener. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll provide him some listening entertainment on his way to work tomorrow. <laughs> Mister Dungey out in Arizona. Yeah. 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 The Wizard, oh, yeah. all hat, no cape, wherever he might yeah. be. You know, we're building a pretty good little following there. I think we're up to like fourteen or fifteen. Hopefully. Hopefully those 14 or 15 haven't uh, realized that how big of losers we really are and, <laughs> and <laughs> moved on to bigger and better things. Life does exist besides yeah. the ACHA and this crappy podcast. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. told my wife that we were doing a podcast tonight, and she just kind of looked at me and like rolled her eyes and said, why? And I said, because <laughs> we're bored. We want to. Uh, and and she just told me, she said, well, I said, you guys are the biggest nerds that I know. So there we go. Yeah. But you know what? We're her nerds. So. We're her nerds and, and we have fun. That's all that matters. That's right? all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, this is great. I'm glad you were on the other end of the line. And I'm glad we got this thing going. So, yes. uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We're glad to get a little bit of news going out there and glad we can rag on some people out in the East coast. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I missed okay. it. And I, and I, I what did I do? I texted you a couple weeks ago. Uh-oh and said hey you know i'm ready to i'm ready to get this thing going let's do a podcast so yeah i've been, took, I've been looking forward to it took me a while to figure out how to uh, uh how to how to get all the proper uh things to work but uh yeah you know had to that, had to uh, patch some cables yeah that doesn't surprise us that it took you a while <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast so that's a whole nother podcast yeah. there's there's podcast number 12 right there <laughs> there you go all righty andrew hey i'm a, we just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to this terrible podcast uh we hope that everyone stays safe wash your hands wear a mask um do what you can to stay uh, socially distanced this is um uh, again, not politicizing things, just saying this thing is no joke. Um, it's not fake. It's not a hoax. Um, I know uh, some... 
people in particular that are affected by this. I know one person in particular who's died because of this in, um, uh, 29 years old and didn't even know he had it and, um, passed away. So, um, uh, this it's a serious thing and we want all 11 of our listeners to uh, stay safe because we want you to join us hopefully in January with the rest of the teams to watch some uh, terrible uh, WCHL hockey and maybe we can even uh, get together in Scottsdale in March for our yeah. uh, inaugural our one and done playoff tournament. Um. That's I am looking forward to the playoff. That's for sure. Yeah, but we want everyone to stay safe. So wash your hands, wear a mask, yes. take care of your loved ones, and um, don't be an idiot. Yeah, check on check on if you got anybody that's elderly stuck in a center or anything like that. Check on them, call them, and make sure they're not lonely. There you go. All right, Andrew, is that it? That is it. I'm going to hit the magic button here. Get us out of here. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands, and we'll catch you on the flip side.